When faith is alone, what do you call it? You call it dead faith. Are we together? Now, the word faith without works, the word works is from the Greek ergon. Now, we don't have time to, to study ergon tonight. But ergon simply means employment. To employ, to work, to be in business. Alright? To be actively engaged in something to be actively engaged in something it also talks about labor alright labor so faith ought to have or faith ought to be employed why do people get employed they get employed to do what come on to do what to work so faith without employment. So the faith that is not actively doing something is dead. Now I can teach on this for a whole month. Hallelujah. Faith without work is dead. Now so if I have faith concerning something. If I say alright so I have faith that I can do this. That faith must be employed or that faith must work that faith that faith must be given to work faith without a gun so let's take for example now what is faith faith is divine persuasions so we can say that divine persuasions that are that is not employed or divine persuasions that are not put to work is as equal as no divine persuasion. Are you understand that? So if I believe God in a matter or if I have something that I claim, oh, all right, so for example, I say, I have faith that, what? I have faith that, let's say, I have faith that I'm a giver. That conviction that you have that you are a kingdom financier uh, or you are a kingdom, yeah, you are a kingdom financier that faith must begin to work. It must be employed. If you claim you have that faith and that faith is not put to work, it is as equal as you not having that divine conviction. So it's a man that has the word of God or a man that is convinced of the word of God and does not act upon it is equal to a man without the word. Can I say that again? A man with the word of God, convinced, claims is convinced, 
of a matter and does not put it to work, that man is as good as a man who never had the word. Is that okay with us? Come on. Hallelujah. It means that the growth of faith, the multiplication of faith, the doings of faith, the greatness of faith, the bigness of faith, whatever you may call it, begins when it is employed. So I get my faith employed. Come on. So I get my faith employed. One more time, I get my faith employed. So an unemployed faith is as good as dead. Hallelujah. Now let's read that portion again. Um, James, if you have it, all of us, let's go. One, two, go. It's dead. And the word dead is necros. Necros. N-E-K-R-O-S. Necros. Faith without a gun is necros. What is necros? Necros means inanimate, devoid of life, inactive, as good as dead. See, so this, this you know, the Bible is, you see, the Bible is full of synonyms. Hallelujah. Faith that is dead can also be said that the faith is a bad, uh, or the heart for the faith is a bad land. Alright? Or faith that is not working is as equal as no faith. Come on, hallelujah. So if I get to believe something and whatever I claim I have come to believe from God's word, if there are no actions to it, the faith is as good as necros, dead. It's inanimate. What are some of the examples of inanimate objects? Stone. So your faith is as dead as stone. What again? The, the, these things can't move. They don't have life. Hallelujah. Come on, praise God. It means that whatever you have faith in or whatever you have faith of, there must be work. Come on. There must be what? There must be work. That means faith will not grow if it is not employed. See, it's like saying the muscles of faith get strengthened when we put it to work. Now, let's, let, let's kind of read a little bit further. Yeah, a man may say, thou hast faith. And I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God. 
thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Hallelujah. Did you see that? The devils also believe and tremble. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was Abraham our father justified by works? When he was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar. Seest thou how faith wrought with his works and by works was his faith made. Come on. Did you see that? So let's read that again. Seest thou how faith wrought with his works. So faith worked. Faith worked. And by works was faith made. Come on. By, by works was faith made what? So it was when, or it is when faith is employed that faith is brought to perfection. Are you understanding that? It is when you so to say when you act on your faith. Now this 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 is a break, this is a breaking point. Hallelujah. Because you can have a lot of people who can say, oh, I believed. And the Bible says, even the devils believe also. It means that the devils also have conviction in them that there is God. Now, if a man says, I don't believe there is God, it means that the person is worse than the devil. <laughs> the devil believes there is God. In fact, the devil believes in God. But the problem is that their belief caused them to tremble. They tremble. But it says that 20, right? I'm um, sorry. Um, 22. Seest thou how faith round with his works. All right? So let's 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 read that part. One to go. Seest thou how faith coupled with works? Huh? How faith coupled with works and by the work that faith was brought to perfection. And the word is teleos. Hallelujah. That's the word perfection. It means to come unto completeness. To come unto completeness. So it means that we can say there is incomplete faith. Can a Christian have incomplete faith? Come on. Can a Christian have incomplete faith? What would be the biblical definition of incomplete faith? Faith without works. So if your faith does not have works, your faith is not complete. So what is a dead faith? A dead faith is incomplete faith. All right? A dead faith is a dead faith is a faith that is not working. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, for example, ask the Lord this year I am going to double the souls, the number of souls I won last year or this year, I'm going to double, um, triple the 
amount of money I gave for the Lord's work. Now this year, I'm going to pray for, a, I'm going to lay hands on a lot of people who are sick. Or this year, I'm going to do what again? Um, whatever you, are, you want to do. There should be a point where that faith is giving work to do. Hallelujah. You got to give that faith work to do. See, the word that did not become fruitful on all the lands, we can now say that they never put that word to work. Hallelujah. So they heard the word, but they never put that word to work. Come on, are you here together? Are we here together? They never put that word to work. And you see, until you have put the word to work. Now, putting faith to work simply means putting the word to work. Until you have put faith or word, the word to work, you will not see results. You can't have faith results without faith works. So, march the copper artists. Say, my faith is getting employed. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works, a man is justified, and not by faith alone. Now, a lot of grace people have problem with James on that. Sometimes I jokingly say that. But there's nothing wrong with this. Hallelujah. For example, you can what he's saying here is that you cannot say you believe in Jesus without acting upon it. There's nothing wrong with that. He says that, you see, then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. So when the Bible says, when Paul says, it looks like James and Paul, they had personal beef. <laughs> when Paul says, we are justified by faith without works. James had a problem. No. They may have a problem, that's their business, but we don't see the problem in the scripture. Why? What works was Paul talking about the works of the law. What works is James talking about works of faith, acting on your faith. So they're not the same thing. Are we together? They're not the same thing. So James is talking about the fact that, for example, I believe in Jesus. You ask somebody, do you believe in Jesus? The person is all right. So you, after you preach to a soul, huh? And then you tell the soul, you ask the soul, do you believe in Jesus? The soul says, yes, I do. Okay. If you believe in Jesus, then confess with your mouth the Lordship of Jesus. All right. Believing with your heart that God has risen from the dead. Then the soul says, I'm justified by faith. Now, would you go home believing that guy is saved? Emphatically, no. 
Now listen. Jesus was asked the question. Now we don't have time to look at that. He was asked. The people says, what works should we do? Alright? What works should we do that we can get saved? And Jesus said, this is the only work, believe. Alright? So, believing is what? Come on, according to Jesus, believing is what? Believing is work. So, if we now see somebody who claims he has believed, and we can't see the works of the belief, then James says we can conclude that the belief is dead. Now, James is saying, for example, you cannot say that the word of God is your life, the word of God blesses you, and you still find it difficult to go to church, to attend church. Then we can conclude that your faith in the fact that the word of God is your life is dead. Are are we together? That's why you, you can't cheat God. Are you understanding that? You can't cheat God. You cannot come here, give up a testimony on stage that it was through coming to church, getting church, that your life got changed. Then we have to now begin to chase you after the testimony. Then we can conclude that whatever testimony you gave was a lie. So that's what James is talking about. If you have faith, you know, Jesus said something. He says, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. They call me Lord, Lord, Lord. So the Bible says, it is not all those who say, Lord, 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 that shall go into the kingdom, but those who doeth the will of my father. What's Jesus talking about? Faith works. Come on. So you can't tell me, man of God, I love your teaching. Man of God, you see, you, there's a way daddy preaches. When daddy preaches, when the message of daddy, he has a way of transform. Daddy, so let's say we, we call you for a talk show like we do for a lot of the brethren. They come up here and they talk a whole lot about my messages. And you know what? It is possible they might, throughout the whole month, they might have not even listened to five messages. Yet they are up there testifying about my messages. Come on, you understand that? Yeah. Yeah. Take for example, you put me up on your status. This is my man of God. This is my apostle. This is my babalao, as Mr. Kelvin will put it. This is my all kinds of things that I have no idea about. You put that on your status and I have written a book for you to read. And it's more than a year and a half, or maybe two years now. You have not finished the book. I have every cause to believe that you lied. See, that's why Jesus was not moved by what people say. Come on, in John chapter 6. Now, I mean, after he was done multiplying bread one time, the Bible said the people sought to get him to become a king. And that is like a promotion. And the Bible says Jesus would consent not. He left them because he knew the heart of all people. And he knew it was the food. 
The reason for them making him a king was the food. You understand that? Yeah, so that's what James is saying. You can't claim you believe something and we can't see your walk in that thing. It's not possible. It, it's not possible. It actually means your faith is dead. Come on. Are you here with me, everybody? Yeah. I'm a young guy. I believe in the power of the word of God. Now, if we are, if I tell you that, all right, so tomorrow or maybe next week, we're all going to do preaching appointment and preaching and stuff like that. All of you go prepare messages about the power of the word of God. Now, you're all going to look into the word of God and find something. All right? Somebody's going to come for the word of God is quick, active, powerful, sharp. And the Greek word for active is, you know, you mention it. You mention all the Greek word and stuff like that. So you believe the word is active. The word is powerful. Yet you have a problem studying the word. The word that you claim is active, you have a problem studying it. You know, we have a lot of pastors who don't even read their Bible. I mean, pastors, I'm not a pastor. They don't read, they don't read the Bible. A, 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 a former pastor, because I don't call that thing a pastor, a former pastor saying, the Bible is, is, is an old book about something. He was talking about and he quoted the Bible. Somebody who said the Bible is not relevant. So you, if you believe the Bible can transform lives, why are you not giving your mind to the Bible? So you are simply like a man who says that I have faith and faith is enough. Come on, are we together? Yeah. You believe when you come to church, you get blessed, right? How many of us believe that church blesses us? Lift your hand. How many believe church blesses us? So we all believe church blesses us. But how many of us have that compulsion in our heart to go to church? The church that you claim blesses you. Going to the church is a problem. So what kind of blessing are you talking about? Come on. Hallelujah. A guy texted me and said, man of God, you have been a blessing to me. I bless God for the womb that gave birth to you. You know, all kinds of nonsense, you know. Bless God for the womb that gave birth to you. And I knew that all the thing I was about to say was nonsense. When people begin to talk to you and they are giving you fans, they are just about to mess up. I remember this meeting when I came. I have never, you know, talking plenty. Then he said, so, then I asked him. So, he has traveled not outside the country, somewhere in the country, very far from us. And I asked, oh, so have you found a church there? He said, no, 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 no. No, I'm being sustained by the grace word. You know what I did? I blocked him on Facebook. I didn't want to continue. You are claiming somebody, somebody's, and the message is going like two, three years or something. Before the COVID actually. You see, and that is what the keeping of the word is about. I'm going to read a scripture to you right now. That's what it's about. All right? That's what, see, that is what consistency is about. 
see, you're doing the thing, or that's what conviction now, don't cause it. That's what conviction is about because faith is conviction. And we act based on our conviction. So if you claim that you have faith or you have conviction about something and you are not acting on it, then there is a problem. See, like what the Bible says, let us not be hearers of the word only. But the Bible says faith comes by hearing. The same James wrote that. And the, the guys, they, have, they had issues. <laughs> let not be hearers of the word only, but let us be doers of the word. So the word must be acted upon. Hallelujah. Come on, I said hallelujah. The word must be acted upon. We are not supposed to just keep on hearing information. You know, we are hearing the word. We are hearing the word. We are hearing the word. And we don't have any result for it. The word must be acted upon. Say, I act upon the word. Come on, help me. Say, I act upon the word. One more time, I act upon the word. One more time, I act upon the word. You see, very important. Very, very, very important. All right, let's read it again. Um, let's get to um, 25. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot, the prostitute, justified by works? Oh, the guy is really doing exegesis here from the scriptures. <laughs> he says, likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works? When she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. Now you can find that story in, jo um, in Joshua. Alright? So this is a prostitute. This is a prostitute. We don't have time. We have gone to look at it. We have a lot of things to discuss tonight. You know? And I believe you're in for it. Right? So this is a prostitute. And he was somewhere in Jericho, uh, around Jericho, stuff like that. And then Joshua sent men to go and spy the land that they are about to take, which the Lord had told them by the mouth of Moses to take. Now the people get in there to spy the land and Rahab, the prostitutes, keeps the people somewhere in the roof. When the king heard it and sent people and, and, and came to her, they asked her, the king says, you have some men here with you, they had come to spy the land, bring them out. So, oh, I'm sorry, the men truly were here, but they are gone. I, I didn't know. So then, pursue them through this direction because that's where they passed. Then the people, you know, women are one of the most powerful creations of God, naturally. So all the men, all the men, <laughs> and then they went. Then Rahab told them that you are going to go through the window and go through the other direction. But listen, for I know, I, I think we got to read that. Let, let's get in there. Let's get in there. Let's get in there. Because the lady really said some powerful stuff. Joshua chapter 2. Um, 
verse 8. I love the word of God. You don't love the word, I love the word. As it Joshua 2 what? Okay, let me get it up here. Joshua 2 8. Okay, so let's begin from 6 or 5. They left the city at dusk as the city gates were about to close. And uh, okay, no, let's begin from 1. Then Joshua secretly sent out two spies from the Israelites' camp at Acacia. He instructed them, spy out the land on the other side of, of, of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two men set out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab. Now this is a prostitute. And stayed there that night. But someone told the king of Jericho, some Israelite have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, bring out the men who have come into your house. They are spies sent here to discover the best way to attack us. Rahab, who had hidden the two men, replied, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they are from. They were from. They left the city at dusk. At the city gates were about to close, and I don't know where they went. If you hurry, you can probably catch up with them. <laughs> but she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them beneath piles of flax. Women. So the king's men went looking for the spies along the road leading to the shallow crossing places of the Jordan River. And as soon as the king's men had left, the city gate was shut. Before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up on the roof to talk with them. The lady climbed. It tells you she was not prostituting in vain. She has skills because sometimes a prostitute and the wife is coming. You need to climb up. <laughs> See experience. That's his brother mind. Then listen to what she says. I know the Lord has given you this land. She told them. We are all afraid of you. Everyone is living in terror. For we have heard how faith cometh by. For we have heard how the Lord made a dry path of you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorant kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in, uh, in fear. For one has, no one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. You see that? So why did Rahab, why did, why did she hide those men? Mm-hmm. Come on, why did she why, why did she hide those men? Okay. Uh-huh. She knew the caliber of people they were. Okay. How would we call that? She considered the God. What did you say? She had faith in the supreme God of the heavens and on the earth. By what she has heard. So by what she heard. She had faith. And by her faith. She hit. The men. If, so this is what James is saying. If Rahab had just said. 
these guys are mighty. Their God is mighty. And she did nothing about it. Do you think she would have been justified? The justification of Rahab is in twofold. Because when the people went to kill the people, uh, when the Israelites went to kill them, they left the house of Rahab. So that's, that was one. Number two was that Rahab by, you know, the Hebrews mentioned her name. So Rahab hit the people by faith. Hallelujah. So faith without works is dead. If Rahab had just said, ah, oh, I believe your God, I believe your God, I believe, I've heard, I believe. Nothing would have happened. And that is the state of many Christians. I I believe, I I know, I know. Rahab says, I know. So now faith is actually, it is because I know, that's why I'm doing this. It's because I have heard, that's why I'm doing this. It's because I believe, that's why I'm doing this. So I'm not going to church because I feel like going to church. I go to church because I know that church blesses me. Now you move from the realm of emotions and ecstasy and all of that to a place of conviction. Come on. You understand that? And you know by this, Rahab is in in the genealogy of Jesus. Jesus is a descendant of a prostitute. Our Lord. It was by the faith of a prostitute. You see, so James is saying that don't think that Rahab was just justified because of faith. No. She was justified after she had put her faith to work. After she had given employment to her faith. You believe God changes life. All right? We all believe God changes lives. Why then do we have it difficult? Or why then do we, do we find it difficult to be where God is? Or to be where the instrument for God to change lives is? Come on. So it's like God is saying, you can't deceive me. My friend, you can't deceive me. If you really have faith in this thing, you are going to act on it. That's all. So if if you claim I am your pastor, or if you claim that I bless your life, if you claim I, you know, like you believe my man of God is the best teacher in the whole world. All right. When your man of God is teaching, do you come? Do you sit down to listen? The guy you call a best teacher in the whole world. When you are listening to another preacher, you have notebook and you are writing whatever the preacher is saying. When the guy is talking, you are not writing. So God is saying, don't deceive yourself. Relax. Accept that my faith is dead. Last time, like I told you, the woman with the issue of blood, the Bible says she heard of Jesus. And then she said in her heart, if I can touch the hem of of his garment, I will be made whole and this fountain of blood will dry. If she had kept on with that faith inside her, now, was that legitimate or not? Was that a legitimate claim or not? Come on. Was that what the woman said? What, was it legitimate or not? Come on. Huh? Is it a legitimate as your problem? What, was it right or not? Like, was it, was it, was it legit? <laughs> so it was legit. It means whatever, I mean, was it true? Huh? 
If I can tie the the fountain of blood will flow. That is true, right? But do you know if the woman had not acted, if the woman had not given employment to her faith, regardless the fact that she knew and she had heard and she knows that if if she touches the hem of Jesus' garment, she will be well. If she had not given her faith employment, she would have died. So faith must be acted upon. The Bible says they shall lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. What it means is that when you, when you claim you believe that thing, you must act on it. Come on. Let's take for example, you see, these are simple litmus tests in the word of God to know whether your faith is dead or your faith is working. Come on. For example, the, the, the Bible, you, you believe that God is, um, the interest of God is to save all men. Is that not it? God wants to save all men, right? And if you believe that there is, neither, the, the, there is no man, there is no mediator between man and God except the man Jesus. And you believe that it is through Christ that a man can see God. That sal- neither is there salvation in any other for there is no name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. Except the name of Jesus. And if you believe that wherefore God has also highly exalted and given above every other the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things on earth, things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus is not to the glory of God the Father. If you believe that this scripture is your faith, if you truly believe in this scripture, when you hear about missions, you will be stared. The first thing that will come into your head will not be an excuse. Your first, the first that will come into your head, you will not even consider what you're doing. Think about pastors who give excuses for all kinds of things. We are going here, say I'm tired. We are moving here, say this. No, you see, you cannot, sometimes it's like, can't God understand us? God is rather saying, can't you understand me? Hallelujah. There are not two ways about it. Somebody asked me a question. The person says that, so if you are working like 16 hours a day, do you think you can do ministry effectively as you are doing now? I said, that's why I'm not working that hours. Should I get to work it, I will try and see if it will work. If it will not work, I'll find a way of excusing myself because my faith is in what I'm doing. You cannot claim that your faith is in ministry and you spend more time with things that does not relate to ministry and still claim that your life is ministry. doesn't work that way. Come on, hallelujah. It's as simple as that. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, like, you're talking to a brother and the brother says, oh, all right, I've been busy with this, I've been busy with that, work is here, I have to see my mom, I have to do this, and 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 all right, so you don't have time. You don't have time to do the work of God. Yeah, so the little time on me, that's what I used to do the work. I, I used to do the work of God. Okay. So when you are working, don't, don't you go for break. Those short period that you used to text people and you are chatting or you used to even upload things on your status. You can use that, that small time to upload something ministerial on your status or to think through. You can't say because I'm busy, I don't have time to pray. Hallelujah. You are not prayerful because we, we don't work. You, you understand what I'm talking about? Yes. Because on your way driving from the house to work, you can pray. Come on. 
So you can't make, you see, you can't make excuse. You can't make excuse. I'm saying, eh, my God, I'm in school. I learned a lot. We're about to write this up. Okay, do you learn 24 hours? You don't learn 24 hours. Because if, if you're able to learn 24 hours, you don't deserve to be called a child of God. You know why? We're able to learn 24 hours of a dead man still. You got a problem, man. This year and beyond, you will be forced to do ministry. With that, you 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 feel so foolish giving excuse for failing. Yeah, you you like you feel like you are you are fooling. Yeah. Why didn't you come to church? I forgot that today was church day. You forgot that today was church day, but you, when you woke up and you finished bath, you didn't forget to wear your pants. No, the guys here, how many of you, I mean, those of you who have boxes, how many of you, after bathing, forgot to wear your boxer shorts? It's become normal. This, 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 this is not a joke. Like me, someone why didn't you brush it? He said, oh, I forgot. You can't forget such a matter. He said, I don't have a Pepsi dent or your, you don't have a toothpaste or your brush is broken. So you claim that you have more essential things, like these are more essential matters than going to church. You got a problem. You cannot lay claim that you have a heart for God. Are we together? Yes. You may have a seeming life of resemblance with the things of God. But deep down, if we go deep down into your heart, we will know that there is a king in your heart. That is not God. You have a different king. And you see, that with that, your faith cannot work. Your faith cannot be audacious. Your faith cannot be loud. Tell somebody, this year be responsible. Tell another person, this year be, res- be responsible. Tell two people, this year, brother, sister, I want you to be responsible. Come on, tell them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Very important. Very important. So faith must be employed. Faith without a gun. Faith without works is dead. It's dead. You can't do nothing with it. It's as good as it never existed. You can't claim that God is making you a kingdom giant when you are not living any life that gives glimpses. No, you are like that guy who says, I'm going to have eight A's and still does not study. That's what God is talking about. When the guy says, it's not about the book. There's a grace of, I have a grace. My brother, my IQ is unprecedented. All right. If it's unprecedented, the reason why your IQ is unprecedented means that you have to learn. Come on. Hallelujah. No, that's what a lot of Christians are. For example, I'm wealthy, I'm rich. Yet they are lazy to work. 
I'm not saying maybe there are people who genuinely want to work, but this is Ghana. There's no work to do. You carry yourself go and spend like 12 hours or 6 hours, 10 hours in a in a, in a, in a, in a workplace and at the end of the month they give you 321 Ghana City. That is not work. That's punishment. You know, but then like that person, my, I'm wealthy. Bye, yeah, yeah. Okay, after the tongues, that faith you have, how are you putting it to work? So a lot of people think God has failed them, but they don't know they are, they are the people who have failed themselves. See, God does not, I like something T.D. Jake said one time, um, Bishop T.D. Jake says, said one time, he says that when you ask God for a chair, he will give you a wood or a tree. God doesn't make chairs. When he breathed into man, there's something he imparted into man called creativity. So it is up to you to design what kind of chair you want to sit on. And that's your problem. I understand. So get your feet to work. You can't be sitting down on a couch like a couch potato and be wanting to be what? A billionaire. What a billionaire. And you want to be what? I am going to be one of the mighty men of God the world has ever known. Okay. You don't pray. You don't study the Bible. Evangelism, you don't go. But when we say, Kato, we are taking over, our tears are running to, how do you manage to cry? No. How, do, how do you manage to cry? When we say we are taking over the world, oh, the world is small, and all, and you are busy praying, and then you are, tears are coming. And the next day we say, all right, you are going to a parade room, you, you go one, two, three, say, please, I, I, can't, I, cannot come, I, can't, I can't come and come myself. Now, place is very far. You know, oh, 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 when you are going, you never reach. But going is not the problem. But when you are done, you are coming back. When you are coming back, you are walking like that. But two hours, two hours, you are still on the road. You are still on the road. And you think you are going to the ends of the world. Oparikom is just here. Do you know how far ends of the world is? We are taking over. The city is ours. The nations are ours. The world is ours. The world is small. You see? <laughs> oh, See, I'm going to employ my faith. I'm going to get my faith to work. Yeah, I'm going to get my faith to work. I'm going to get my faith to work. Let that be a solid thing in your heart. I'm going to get my faith to work. Yeah. And gradually... Monitor the works of your faith. Are you understanding that? Maybe last year you won only three souls. When you have clocked five souls, celebrate it. Celebrate it in prayer. Say, Father, I thank you. I can say my faith in soul winning has grown. Yeah. Maybe last year you were as stingy as a cockroach. Very stingy. Very stingy. You did not give anything to the Lord. Yeah, when you hear of, we are giving, you are giving offering. You say offering. Offering is off of me. <laughs> you know, like those, those, those people, those grace people. You know, 
We were talking to one, one, one guy who. <laughs> you know. Say mercy. There's a brother who says he follows um, Pastor Chris Onaika. And he does not belong to a church, a local church. And I'm thinking, which of the Onaikas are you following? See, employ your faith. Employ this year, employ your faith. See the progress of your... You see, Paul said something. Let, let's see if we can find it. Oh, man. Do you know I'm still doing like... I was just doing introduction that brought us here. We have to go into the... We are not done with the soil, the, the ground. Are you here for me? Okay, I'm also here for you. We are here for ourselves. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to Romans chapter number one, verse eight. Now listen to what Paul says. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Now open it. Everybody open it. Let's read it together. If you are not, they say, oh me. If you are, they say, amen. Okay, Romans 1, 8. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. All right, let me read from NLT. Let me say first of all that your faith in God is becoming known throughout the world. So think about it. It means that that, he says, your faith is becoming. What does that mean? It wasn't so at first. So now, their faith was growing. Their faith was growing. Their faith was growing. Their faith was growing. How? They employed their faith. They employ their faith. You believe in soul winning. You believe in the work of your pastor to do what? To study the word. Pray. Come and bring you serious, delicious word. All right. As we are all winning souls, what is your own in the matter? See, it doesn't cross your mind that this year I'm planting. You see, there are some things. It's called, it's called our holy convictions. The, the, the new year, new me resolutions. One of the resolutions I made for 2023 is that I am going to get God's people solid in the word of God. Can you imagine that? And when I said that, I felt it. I'm like, wow, I'm, I think I'm a good Christian. I'm a good, I'm a good preacher. Because that's, like, that's my first, I want to establish, I want to get people solid with the word of God. What was your own? You know somebody's new year resolution? Huh? Hey, new year, new me. 
everybody who spoke bad against me, I cut them off. 2023, you know, such stupid things. Then they have the bonus or does it to put it on their status? You know, if you don't, if, you know, this 2023, if you don't check up, we also don't check up. You got a problem, man. This year, 2023, who to a meeting? What's your I mean, like, you, you know what I'm talking about? Upstairs is very dirty. It's been a long time she mopped the place. No, think about Christians. Look at what, of all the things we have to do in the kingdom of God. And people, there are Christians who have taken time to hate people. Like it's their duty. They are calling. They are always waiting to hear something bad about people to make news. I mean, boy, you, you, you are retarded. You know what means uh, uh, retarded growth? Social studies. You don't grow for it. Why is zinc get me? Boom. Why is all boom? You know? It's not growing. So the person is like 16 years. And yet the person is behaving like three months. No. See, make up your my faith is going to be spoken of throughout the world. Buy a cattles. Yeah, 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 yeah. The world will speak of my faith. Ah, ah. Glory. The world will say there is a great soul winner there. That guy is known for winning souls. I don't have the spirit of attracting. See, like, like people say, uh, I, I, I attract, I attract fever. I don't attract I attract souls. I attract souls. I don't attract mommy. I, 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 I don't attract, I attract souls. Now that is my holy conviction. I will be known by the world as a great soul winner. Renard Bonke said, when I die, don't write on my, don't, don't write on my tomb. Don't write anything. He was, he was, he was a preacher. He was, he was one of the best. No. So write and say he was a great soul winner. He was a soul. I, I want to, he says that, he says that before I die, I, he says, if possible, let me even die after, like, let me die when I'm winning souls. Think about it. And you know the day he died, Daniel, uh, what's his name? Daniel Colenda. They were having crusade. Think about it. His ministry was running crusade when he died. Yeah. This thing doesn't move you. No. Oh, no, if you, if you get known that you are what? Like you are what? You had a lot of money. You had a lot of houses. You had a lot of cars. For what? No. You know, Bonky will stand and say, One soul more, Lord. One more soul, Lord. One more soul. <laughs> oh my God. And it, it goes through me. There's one more soul. One more soul. It's amazing the things we think, the things we give our minds to. 
the things that, that moves us. Today our lectures are evangelism and missions lecture I was teaching. And then he says, so when I entered, I was a bit late. I was a bit like 10 minutes late. When I entered, when I sat down, then he says, so I'm telling you, this Christian thing is all about Christ. And I said, that's right. Then he looks at me. <laughs> he just looks at me like that. I said, that's right. Then he said, think about it. Then he was mentioning pastors in their meeting. You know, these guys are big men of God in their own denomination, like in Presby and stuff like that. Now a pastor brings account book for the whole year and says, hey, we thank God. The little money we allocated for evangelism was no used last year. Then he sits there and he's just listening. The, it means that in the allocation of funds, even missions and evangelism, small money. Church money. Then they allocate some for end of year party. End of year party. Mid-year party. Koshakapaya. It will, it will not be so with us. Yes, sir. No, no, no. We will not buy more cars than we buy more souls. Are, are you understanding that? Yes, sir. Yeah. Just your faith is spoken throughout the whole world. It means that they, 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 they had exploit of faith. Yes, sir. Glory. Glory. You know, like a pastor comes and says, Oh, we bless God. God has blessed us in this ministry. I remember this pastor. When we met, he was very young. Now, he is, he is a, a, a petroleum engineering. This one is also a, a philosopher. And this one is also one of the big, big, big politicians. And I'm telling you, this is a, 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 a doctor. The whole of so-so and so, he is the one who is heading. He's now become a consultant. And I'm telling you, and you look at the faces of these people. And none of them is doing exploit with their faith. Full of money yet very dead in their spirit. I don't want that life. Yes, Come on, you should be bold to tell the Lord. Yes, if money is going to disturb me, lock the, lock the door. Lock the door, let me be on fire. That one will be fine. Just make sure I'm eating and I'm feeling good. That's all. Hallelujah. Lord. Yeah. He didn't say your money is spoken throughout all the world. He says your faith. He didn't say your fame is spreading throughout the world. Uh -uh. He said your faith. Hallelujah. It's very important. Decide my faith. My faith is going to be announced in the world. So it means that throughout the world, in the context that Paul was talking, the Romans was, were known to be faith men, faith people. Just lift up your voice, speak in tongues for two seconds. Let me try and switch these things. Come on, speak in tongues. Come on, speak in tongues, speak in tongues, speak in tongues. Hallelujah. Let's get to our scripture we we're reading yesterday. Matthew. So in Matthew's gospel. Chapter number 13. Verse. What? 
So he that also received the word among thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Now, I want us to look at this scripture in Mark 4. Mark 4. Now we all know the story of the parable. So let's quickly walk into the meaning. Now, Mark gives a little bit of twist. We'll get to um, Luke as well. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and take it away the word that was sown in their heart. And these are they likewise which are sown on the stony ground. Who, when they have heard it, the word, immediately receive it with gladness and have no roots in themselves. And so endure, but for a time, after when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. So they hear the word and the cares of this, come on, the cares of this world. So the cares of this world. Ah, well, we know. 19. The cares of this world. So, the word care, um, cares there is merima. Alright, like I was saying merima. So, merima. M-E-R-I-M-M-A. Uh, merimna. Merimna, sorry. I beg your pardon. Merimna. It, it's, it's communicate the idea of distraction. To be distracted. Alright. So the cares of this world talks about. Being distracted. Being what? Distracted. Praise the name of the Lord. So the cares of this world is. Being distracted by. What? The cares of the world. Being distracted by the things of this world. Hallelujah. So, if your faith is going to be employed, or if your faith is going to work, then you will not have to give your mind to the things of the world that serve as distraction to you. Hallelujah. Now, It talks about a particular kind of distraction, all right, that is caused by being anxious. Let me say that again. So those who receive the word and they become unfruitful because of the cares of this world, they, it simply talks about those who get distracted by anxiety with regards to the things of this world. So they think about the things of this world to the point that they get distracted from pursuing their faith. Let's take for example, a young guy who loves the Lord, maybe in the university, was doing mighty things for God. Now this guy is done with school. He's looking for a job and he's not getting a job. And it looks like he doesn't even know 
how he's going to eat the next day. All right? Do you know that this person can think about that problem to the point that he will not even have the desire to go to church? That is, that, so we can say the person thinking about how to get employed or getting employed has gotten to a point where the word has been choked. Come on. So the word has been choked. So it means that the things of this world, in as much as they ease us, all right, they ease us, because if you have a car, you can go to a crying bucket right now. You get it, the things of this world. So some of these things, they ease us. But when they become a distraction, the other flip side is that they are able to choke the word of God. And when they choke the word of God, the word of God becomes unfruitful. Hallelujah. There is a way that somebody who has served the Lord for a point can get to and say, Lord, please just give me a man. I want to marry. And by the desire to get married, his faith will be choked. No, think about it. You've served God faithfully and 42 years, 45 years, you don't even have a boyfriend. Somebody to call a beloved, you don't have. And everybody is asking you, when are you getting married? 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 Is there somebody, when are we coming to your wedding? I went to my village one day and a guy came to me and said, Sasu, you know, the guy recently came to my house. The guy who has been worrying me that I should give birth, at least if I'm not married now, I should give birth, I should find a lady, impregnate the lady and give like one, two. I said, Sasu, you know? And he's saying that, I'm a wedding. Her wedding, they have do. You know, a mini wedding, you know? imagine that so if you give your mind to that if you give your attention to that alright you know what is going to happen the day the time you are to pray the time you are to go for evangelism the time you are to spend time with the word of God you will be spending that time looking for a girl that would say a husband <laughs> yeah, you are looking for a husband so, that is how they get to distract you. You look at your friends who are driving range and bends and all those kind of cars that will not end them anywhere. And you look at them and you're looking at, God, why is my own case different? Of all these people, I'm the one serving you. Now, you, it has the power to draw you from faith. It has the power to draw you from faith. A brother who left us and has become one of, um, I'll not mention what he has become. Then he said, Charlie, I need messages. I said, where I am? I don't, I, I, I'm not even coming to church. I'm feeling empty. I said, look at this one. Right now he has more than, he has like three, four cars can drive anyone to anywhere. But his inside is empty. You know? 
He's, 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 a, he's a senior man, so I'll not say anything. But if it was my colleague, I'd say, so what are you doing there? I just leave. Nothing is permanent. If, empty, if inside is empty, leave. Come and feel. And leave them alone so that you can, you know. It's a simple decision to take. Hallelujah. So the curse of this word refers to what? The things that easily distract us. It is not only money. It's not only that. social media. So the curse of this word refers to the things that easily distract us. Because you see, you are about to sweep and you sit in your couch that, oh, let me look at one Facebook reel. By the time you realize, you would have done three hours, 29 minutes until MTN will tell you that your data bundle is left with five megabytes. So anything that, that serves as distraction, all right, distracting you from faith, the main aim is to get your faith not to work. Come on, is that okay? Yeah. So you spend all your time browsing, you spend all your time watching videos, you spend all your time, you know, what again? Posting stuff. All your time. Today I told somebody to take down a video. A guy was insulting a lady and is using that, that my friend, to pull it down before I open my eyes. Hunger, your minister, what, what's your problem? They easily distract us. You are in church. The word of God is coming. All, the worship is going on. Then you see, once the worship is going on, then they'll pick up a video, the, um, their camera, and like that, then the people are watching. Then you see one useless friend, two, four, five useless friends who don't even know God will also come and join the video in the church while service is going on. Especially when you invite a, 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 a celebrity. And the person is standing, the person is singing, then you see, the person wants to know the day so so and so came to the church, I was there. Then they, and they post, they post it one, two, three, then it becomes an archival video in their, this thing, and they never show it again. And that moment blessing, they miss it for the rest of their lives. They just miss it. How can you have eye you are not an official paparazzi. Then once pastor is preaching, you are taking, you are doing snap, what's that, that, that thing? Snap, snap what? Snapchat. And then you are doing video. Think about those Christians when worship is going on, then they leave the church. They come with money. They are holding money in their hand. Inside church, when they are singing praise and worship, or when prayer or something is going on, then they are spraying money inside the church. I'm waiting for that wedding that anybody will come and do that rubbish here. I'll stop the whole service and madam, pick your money. Pick, carry all the money. Right here, pick it. Put it in your dirty bag. That's why we're provided offering basket. If you want to give, go and walk quietly and let your hand go inside very deeply and put it inside. Now we're holding 200 CDs notes. What's wrong with you? These are distractions. These are distractions. Distractions. Hallelujah. Now I know a lot of you don't like what I'm telling you. Or you like what I'm telling you. Yeah. You don't take you don't you don't do selfie videos. You don't do you don't take videos of yourself. Do when they want to occur with some fear, we can hope each other. 
Like we, we are desecrating the, the holy place. I know people will say that, you know, the, the church is the people. The, the place is just like any ordinary. That's how your life is like that. It's an ordinary place. It is not. It is not. See, those days, people will walk straight to the altar. They will lie there like we are fasting like this. People will just come to church, will be open, let's say around four or five. You come and you meet people lying on the altar and they are praying. They are, they are laying on the stage and they are praying. You think if you don't get anything, they will be wasting their time there? Yeah. And right now, now you know what we are Right now, I like something a pastor said. The place that we portray as an altar right now is stage. You know? So, those, those times, the Orthodox churches and all of that, the place was filled with the glory of God. Now, we have filled the place with lights and smoke. The people in the Old Testament, they worshipped to the point that divine smoke came inside. Now, we have artificial smoke. If God will not come, we have our own smoke. Leave me alone. My friend, press the thing. Let the glory, let the Shekinah be here. You know? Then people come and stand here, they are worshipping and they will say that, they will, they will say, cancer is living. It's living now. It's, what cancer? What, what, what cancer is living? That's just it. The Spirit of God told me. There's mighty thing. He's going to move in our midst. As we worship him, he's going to, and someone say that. All by or the pornography, you know, on air, no be doing already. Yeah. There's a very big gospel singer in this country. So if you want to catch him. Maybe I'm not quite sorry. And on the bye. Very big. On the stage. But watch your pornography on the stage. And the pastor allowed the person to sing. And I just go, I would just disgrace. Hey, you, you've not seen that thing yet. Don't worry. I know maybe we'll meet that. Maybe not here. Maybe I'm going to pray somewhere or something. Now I will see it. I will call you out. I will say you are watching porn in the house of God. You are cursed. You are cursed. No, if you are not cursed, why would you do that? See, recently I was supposed to rent a space, one of my brother's space to a man, so the men had to come here. And I think he was gifty or somebody. While service was going on, he was there and was watching it was what? Nude videos. And then, I, I, then he said, please, we don't do that here. Stop that, please. We don't do that here. And pastor is talking. Stand up. And the man stood up. No, yeah, in this church, See that thing you should, when you see that, just do. I will understand. I know what is there. In church, and this is an elder in the church of Pentecost. For me, I will mention, I will mention the church. Disgracing the church of Pentecost. Because I know that is not what the church of Pentecost teach. To or, or, or your elder, or on Penamumbe 6, elder of a church. He has one. You remember, they say a, a side chick is suing. A, a man recently yeah the man bought a car for the side chick and the man took 
back the car and the side chick says, I'm going to sue you. Well, the, that is the most boldest side chick ever. Then the man says that, no, I gave the car out to her for free. It's not like something is going on to, but I saw that she was using the car for hookup and as an elder of my church, I said, look at, look at, here, look at him. Elder of your church. So elder, you are sharing car and your wife doesn't know. It's, it's serious. Uh, <laughs> elder, 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 elder is a bank manager or something. And the lady, the lady was a national service personnel or something like that. Of all the workers in the bank, is the national service personnel who has a hip hips that you give you that is where where she's coming from is very far so that she can be coming with that. What a favor, elder, elder of a church. So why would people want to come to church? Are you understanding that? Yeah. Desecrated the holy place. Desecrated the holy place. Someone is coming to church and you, you are wondering, my, myself and my brother were in a church and somebody was coming for consultation and the person was not, the baby, the person was wearing top like this and to hear, he was going to see a prophet from here to here. Now when he wanted to sit down, now he, she, she didn't like it. what's wrong with you if I am the prophet pastor or I am the prophet you come here and say madam I shall go simple as that and say oh no it's a church we have to allow we do not allow because this person the same person is going to a shrine say the cares of this world come on the cares of this world so it chokes the world when we become distracted by these things, the word gets choked and our faith becomes futile. The faith becomes dead. What is a dead faith? Faith without works. What is faith without works? Faith giving to employment or faith that has been employed. So if, the, if you get distracted by these things, your faith cannot be employed. Are you understanding that? So the word, the word being choked means faith will not be employed. Are we together? Then he says, let's, let's continue. The cares of this world. Oh, where am I now? Verse 1. So the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Now, and the come on, and the the last of other things entering in. Yeah. The last of other things. The cravings for other things. See, the Bible talks about everything. Does it something? The what? <laughs> you see, the, 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 the penchant for things. The desire for things. You want to ride a Benz at the age of 25. You are 24. Now you are ready. You will kill, you will destroy. You will finish. Ah, you have to get it. You know, so 
This is a church guy. This is a guy in church who opened home modern kakanga crowd. I'm sorry. Suddenly, boom, we blow. Oh, yeah, then we blow. You'll be any. What about the my testimony? I want to chew be I could chat bet. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Some of you, as you are there, always you are thinking about the, the, the house you are building. Yeah. What the whole you can picture that you fear the way you fear bear. My dog will be like an elephant. Hallelujah. You begin to, you begin to picture, you picture everything perfectly. Your, wife, your, your, your house will be in the sky. You, 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 you just, you'll be like a city that's set up on a hill that cannot be hid. And then you begin to gravitate towards it. There's a lady who says that if you are poor, please don't come and propose to me because it's an irritation. <laughs> so, what is, a, what, what, is, what is a poor man doing around love? talking to a friend today and I said the, the person was like hey so today you didn't receive all so I'm like what I said today is all day and I'm thinking ah, oh I, I couldn't say today is vows day and I said ah when did they change the name so no so because of the gay people bring you give them say oh, oh, oh. I said hey this one we are getting mad though Yes, we are getting mad though. Like joke, like joke, we are going. Is it, are you serious? And people are buying gifts for themselves. So they, <laughs> they order. Then they, they, the people now, they play this thing, sad. Or whatever, then they are coming. Then she will pretend that she doesn't know. She used a different number is from so so and so to so so and so. Then she she's she's there. Then I think no, I said address it rough rough. Then camera is in session, everything. Then just go, 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 go. Then they open the door. Then like Are you okay? Are you okay? You know. When you buy, when, when people buy things for me, when people, buy, you think I don't appreciate it. When you just say, all right, thank you so much. God bless you. And I'm done. I will not remember it again. That's the day we get you a car. You will see. Like I'll be there, I'll be like. <laughs> no, listen. Listen. It, no, me, what, you. You can't surprise me. I am surprised. Yeah, so I come in, the car is there, and so on. Yeah, I just got, oh, really? Oh, wow. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, that's, it's a nice guy, it's a nice guy. Thank you. I'll be it's a nice guy, it's a nice guy, it's a nice guy. I don't realize I'm in the room, I'm doing something else. What's, oh, oh my God, oh my God, oh, this is for me. I don't, we are bro. <laughs> distractions. You, 
want to cry. I want to cry. You know, like, like that, that thing I told you. The lady, the lady they brought the surprise. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, oh my. After that, then say, can I see the video? Let me see if it was nice. I said, no, no, please go back. It wasn't nice. Let's start again. Let's, please knock, knock again. Problem. Problem. The pinch, the want for things. The want for things is when they enter in. When they get into your heart. When they get into your heart. When they get, when money gets into your heart. You be, the word of God can't work in your life again. Because you now live above the word. You understand? You live above the word. It, 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 it's serious. No, why do people lie? Why do people do all the wrong things they do? Why do people steal? They want for things. It means that the word of God is choked in their lives. If, you know, there are pastors, when they see you holding something, they begin to crave for it. Then the craving will bring its own prophecies. There's a prophet who told somebody, a lady who was a businesswoman and blah, blah, had to come to the church and saw the woman was in a very serious, sensible car. I begin to give a prophecy, 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 and told the woman that they've, they've scheduled an accident for her and blah, blah, blah. So you shouldn't be driving this particular car. It's accident car. So you should not, the, the car has to be anointed. It has to sit in the car and leave impartations of the anointing in the car for some time, for a period. They say, oh, prophet, why not, why not? And the prophet had given quite accurate prophecies before. You, you get it? It's not, see, it's not, it's not only people who don't see that lie. People see. They will give you first, second, two, three prophecies. Then the rest, they will show you shaggy. Then, the lady brought the car because, I mean, you, you prophesied to me about this. It was like, brother, brother, brother. The lady brought the car. Now, pastor was inside. Pastor was inside. Pastor, prophet was, when prophet is going for a program, he's driving the car. Why? So that there will be impartation. Now, prophet is driving the car one day. Prophet himself had an accident with the car. Impartation of anointing. <laughs> it's serious. When you begin to want things, when your heart is ruled by material things. When they are inside. You see, I'm preaching this message to you because we're all young and we have that temptation. Yeah, we have that temptation. Even when you want to choose a partner, you're looking for somebody who is rich because you can't waste time. You don't have time to waste time. Yeah. Yeah, I say, I, I, let's go in. I mean, you yourself, what's wrong with your hand? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's not just marriage. It's everything. The want for money can let you go and get a job that you don't have time to even study your, the word of God. The, it's there. It's everywhere. And I've seen quite a number of people get involved and they struggle with their faith. You cannot get your faith to work successfully when your heart is choked or when your heart is full of want, desires. It can't work. So it is out of that understanding. Paul will come to say that having what to eat and wear, let us be therefore content. You see how we struggle to accept that scripture today. 
It tells us our heart. That's the only problem. I see. But the truth is that her, her dealing was with the you know why? Because after all the attack was on the Because I Oh money hear me. Oh better sounds. Yeah, catch it. Oh yeah, rock near hear me. Oh better sounds or soon. Come a man I'm so mammy so oh my bam so I offer minty jobo. Oh better sounds. Now that's the heart. See, that's 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 a problem with the heart. That's a problem with the heart. When somebody also is desperately enjoying poverty, following for poverty, that's also vanity. You understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. It is when the heart is freed of every material thing, whether poverty or riches, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My focus is Christ. That is my life. That is my life. Christ is my life. Why are people being yebunko for our a prophet for them? Why are people moving helter skelter to prophet to this prophet, prophet so so and so prophet and no prophet and one prophet, mamu be prophet, wele prophet and chini kokonku prophet, yare sopolo prophet stuff like that. People are using God as a medium to get things. So our hearts are filled, choked with material things. Material things. Right now, if your child is not going to Montessori, you are in trouble. You know, if your child is not going to Montessori, at least your child should know how to. That I, I want to eye tie. Yeah, I want to eye tie. Oh yeah, that's my firstborn. From school fees, you know what? You baby, go to school, you know Yeah, share. Three hundred seventy thousand every ten. About couple, almost six. That I. You know, our hearts are choked. So faith can't work. Faith can't work. Look at the look at the apostles. All right, I'm closing. I'm closing right now. Look at the apostles. Look at the apostles. Mighty resounding testimonies of your faith. One, there was one common denominator. None of them was ruled by early things. They all had the knowledge that they had a future in heaven. They have treasure, like they'll say, we have a treasure laid up for us in heaven. See, so heavenly gain was much real to them than earthly gain. May the, may the Lord help us. Not myself included. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. Yeah, may the Lord help us. Look at what look, look, look at what um 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 was it Peter? Yeah, um, um not Peter, um I think Paul or James, whoever it was, he was one of the apostles. He said that tell those, I think it was it was Paul, tell those who are rich in this world not to trust in the uncertainty of riches. They should not trust in the uncertainty of riches. 
they shouldn't trust in the uncertainty of riches. See, may our heart be purged. See, may our heart be purged. May our heart be good grounds. Hallelujah. Let's continue so that we can try and close. We don't have time today. The time is not on our side. Today I couldn't preach for long. So let's get in there. Verse 20. 20. And these are they which are sown on good ground. They hear the word and they receive it and bring forth fruits. Some 30. Uh huh. Come on. Read it. Some 30. Some 60. And some are 100 fold. Now let's go to Luke. Let's read this in Luke. Um, there's something I'm looking for. Luke 8. Are you here with me? You enjoying the word? Luke 8. All right, now. Let's be, let me, let me. As so I went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. Now, he adds trodden down. All right? So look at that. And so I went out to sow his seed, and he sowed some, and, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was, come on, it was trodden down. What do you have in your version? Trampled upon. Trampled upon, right? Okay. What does it mean to trample upon? So when somebody says, you're trying to trample on my freedom. You're trample, you are, you are trying to trample upon me. What's that? Come on, what does that mean? That's, that's an idiom, right? So what does that mean? To trample, to trample upon. Hey. Okay, 8 over 10. To make something of no use. You know, when somebody is trampled upon you, like you don't, you don't matter. So the wayside refers to where the word is trampled upon. Are you understanding that? So faith cannot work when the word of God is trampled upon. In other words, faith cannot work in, in a place where the word of God is not regarded. Come on, you hear with me, everybody? If you don't regard the word of God, faith cannot work. You see, good people die. Do you know that? You can be good and die. We hear people who are into philanthropy, people are, who are doing mighty things, and they die, and people begin to question, where is God? So didn't God know that this guy is a good guy, this lady is a good guy, and stuff like that? The question is, was the person really, really, really Esteeming the word of God highly. Because where the word of God is trampled upon, what happens? The word cannot work. Okay, so that is Luke. Let's continue. And the fowls of the air devoured it. 
And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell um, among thorns, and, and, and thorns sprang up with it and choked it. The thorns grew with the word. Oh, man. See, oh, boy, we're out of time. We're out of time. The thorns grew with the word. It means that the word grew. The word started growing. And then suddenly, thorns also started growing. So the thorns were competing with the word. And then the thorns took the word. See, he's giving you, Luke is giving you more details. So, for example, this guy is in church, loving God, receiving the word. The word of God is working, is working, is working. Then suddenly, there is a strange desire for, or there's a strange desire for the cares of the world. Suddenly, this guy begins to think, ah, oh, I'm growing, I need money. Or, begins to think, I have to marry. Begins to think, I need to travel. Begins to think, I have to become a financier, I have to become a banker, I have to become this, I have to become a doctor. Like, all kinds of things. Then, the word that is growing now stops. Then, the person begins to nurse the desire. Nurse the desire. So, when you nurse the desire, what happens? The thorns are growing. So, when the thorns grow to a place, then they choke the word of God. Are you understanding that? That's what Luke is saying. Let's continue. Another fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. And when he said these things, he cried, he that hath ears, let him hear. All right, now let's go to verse 20, um, sorry, 11. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear the word, um, that hear, then come the devil and take it away the word out of their heart, lest they should believe. So when we say the word of God is taken by the devil, what are we talking about? Does it mean the devil has come to take the word? What does it mean? The word is trampled upon. So when you don't regard the word, in biblical terminology, the devil has come to take the word. Are you understanding that? So when the word of God comes to you, it doesn't mean anything to you, you know, like that. You see? So when the word is trampled upon, we can say that what? The devil has taken the word. So who is the devil? yourself yourself you can decide the word is going to work or the word is not going to work by the value you place on the word so there's no devil anywhere who's coming to take the word from you you are the very devil yourself if the word of God comes to you such a word of God that can change everything about you and you don't place value on it Jesus saying you are a devil that's what Jesus is calling you Satan is the man who hears the word of God and does not place value on it. The Satan we are talking about, that is the person. So we have satanic Christians. I'm not saying this in the doctrinal, this thing. Who is a satanic Christian? The one who, does not, who receives the word and does not place value on the word. He's a satanic a Christian that has managed to become a Satan. Satan. That's just, not by the way, but it's true. Let's continue. Where are we now? Verse 1. 13. 
They on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy and these have no root which for a while believe and in time of temptation they fall away. So I think I've explained that already. And that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard the word go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life. Pleasures of this life. I think if every Christian knows this scripture, the person can never fool you. Like, you, when you get money, you don't even see value in money. You know, because you see, some people can be in church very faithful and committed. Then, maybe they try to start out a business, which is not bad in itself. They're working. Then the business begins to boom. And when business is booming, what comes? Money. When money comes, your association changes. Now you begin to meet people of caliber, people of class, people of your stature. So now, you used to talk with truck pushers, being sellers, and stuff like that. Now, you no more go by, you, you no more join the queue. Now you go to bar 205. Or now you go to restaurant. You go to restaurants. You know, don't say restaurant. It's not a restaurant. So restaurant, you're going to a restaurant. Then you're meeting people. Then somebody will give you a business idea. Or there's somebody here, you meet the person. Somebody needs some of your goods. You go and now you are making contact. Then you manage to get friends. So you get, you got this friend. Maybe he's a politician. Then he woos you into becoming a politician. Then you are changing your association. Now. When you meet those people, then someone will say, Sunday, then one of them will say, oh, we are celebrating a birthday party for my wife. And it's Sunday, church time. But this is not done where the poor people are. Nobody has money for birthday. In fact, you don't even remember whether you were born on a day. But up here, birthdays are important. Vows days are important. Um, Marriage anniversaries are important. Uh, naming ceremonies are important. What again? Beach parties are important. Um, funerals are important. Parties are important. So this place, they place high premium on those things. You've moved from where? When was the last time you saw a party? No one has time for party. But here, you go to, and when you get to the party, then there are drinks. And then there are more alcoholic beverages. And inside that um, class of people, they have their own girls. So we have girls who are doing makeup, who have their own, as I was saying, sorrowful makeups. And then they've gone to Turkey to enhance their body. They call it liposuction. You know, you look at the tone of their skin and you know you have met mermaids. And these are serious people. Then you see, now you look at the wife that you started with. Auntie Monica. Then you look at what you've got here. Now, then you get the temptation to at least become a friend with one so that you know how rich people, their girls taste like. Then you go and you taste. After one taste, another taste. Then it becomes an eating. 
Then you now pull yourself away from church because right now inside church, they are preaching to you. You are going to come to church. They are going to give you Bible assignment to do. You are a rich man. You are a businessman. You don't have time. You have to meet the MP. After meeting the MP, you have to meet this one. After meeting the MP, you have to meet this one and meet that one. So church has become boring. Two things. You now begin to suggest to your pastor. Church is not all about the Bible. Now we want to have a program. Now you begin to tell us which people to bring on board so that they, they, we can spice up the meeting. If your pastor is very crazy like me and tells you no, then you begin to say, you know what? Then you meet one friend of yours who say, oh, my church is not like that. No. My pastor takes beer. Yeah, my pastor takes beer. So really, oh, my pastor, a guy, oh, and the definition of my pastor is a guy is that my pastor, or beer. My pastor is him. Pastor is it. All right. Then I want to come and visit you in your church. You go, and the church is so free. It's not like 8 o'clock, 8.30, the door is shut. And you have money. You're a business person. Then you are coming. Your pastor says, stay outside. This place, they give credence to rich people. You come in, you go and see the prophet, the pastor. Quickly, the, you exchange contact. Now the pastor himself begins to call you because you are rich. And then thereby, thereby, on and on, on and on, you become an elder in the church. Now when you're coming and the people see you, you have special assistant that will assist you in the church. You know what you're doing? You become rich. You're changing your environment. You're changing your association. At first, your church, when you go, the whole place is hot. You are sweating. You are sweating. Anointing will flow. Now, you're looking at your car. is air-conditioned. Your room is air-conditioned. Your bathhouse is air-conditioned. Your everywhere is air-conditioned. Your body cannot contain heat. By the time you realize, you've walked out of the faith. That's what the Lord is talking about. Let's continue so that we can close. We don't have time. Verse 1. Okay, so the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruits. Let me, let, me, let me say it again. And that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard the word go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. So they never get perfected. They never get perfected. Hallelujah. Then look at the next thing Jesus says. But that on the good ground are they which in the honest, come on, honest and good heart. Did you see that? They received the word with sincerity. They received the word with awe. There are some people when they were, now they become like, you know, so let's say like, like the leaders of the ministry, maybe those you call your leaders, you will mention the name of maybe Kelvin, Pastor Wise or stuff like that. Then they become, they come to a point where now they feel like, okay, so we've grown a while, so we have kids under us. Oh, so receiving the word, at first you receive the word shaking, receive the word with tears, receive the word enjoying with so much joy. You are going home and you are so happy with the word and you just want to listen to this thing over and over again. Then it comes to a point now you begin to see yourself, you have grown. That is childish. Now when you are receiving the word, you sit down. When you go, you have to face life. Think about what you have to do. That's how you fail. But these ones receive the word with a sincere, with an honest and good heart. The word comes on a good. Say, my heart should be good. 
No, put your hand there. Say, my heart should be good. Yes. And listen to what happens. When that happens, he says, having heard the word, they keep it. That's the only word I wanted to share with you this evening. But if I started with that, you, don't, you didn't have understood it. They keep it. I'll continue when? Tomorrow. Keeping the word. So tomorrow we'll be keeping the word. They keep it. They keep the word. Receiving the word with, with a sincere heart, with an honest and good heart, means you're doing what? You keep the word. So they keep it and bring forth with patience. They bring, listen, listen, they keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. So the fruit of the word, which is the work of faith, or which is the product of your faith, happens with patience. So you can't see anybody who says the word of God is really working in him. And you see the person not having patience. Did you see that? They keep the word and they take their time for the word to work. I like what Andrew Mark will say. You can microwave your food, but you cannot microwave your spiritual growth. It's process. Hallelujah. It's what? It's what? That's right. So if you're not a lover of process, you cannot walk with God. Because there are some times God will tell you, we are moving, but hey, wait. Let me sit down and relax. Nobody's going to kill anybody. And you are warming up. You, 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 take, you take the lead. Don't rush God. Hallelujah. See, you are not in a hurry more than God. So if God tells you, I'm relaxed, relax. Just relax. Alright? Tomorrow we are going to look at all of that. Now, let's close with this one. It's just a mention. I'm making a mention, then we'll be fine. Okay, so where are we now? Verse 1. Okay. Let's go to, I think that is in Mark. Let's go to Mark. Mark 4. If it's not in Mark, it will be in Matthew. Okay, Mark chapter 4. Let's do verse 26. And he said, So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. So what is the seed here? The word of God. And should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring and grow up. He does not know how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. First, the blade. Then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. What is he talking about here? 
process. So he says, first, the blade. So you cannot be expecting full corn when there's no blade. Are we together? Tomorrow, we'll talk about it, keeping the word. So it's very important. I believe you've learned something today. Yeah. So get your heart so solid with this matter. Don't be in a rush. Hallelujah. Success is not crowd. I want to say that again. Success is not seen in crowd. Success is seen in following God. And in the following of God, there can be crowd. But first of all, success is just following God. Humble yourself working with God. Come on, hallelujah. Doing the little things you're supposed to do when the Lord tells you to do that. Praise the name of the Lord. And it is in that that you begin to see your faith with resounding exploit. You will not be quoting out of knowledge. You'll be quoting out of the recesses of understanding in your heart. You will remove, you will shoot scriptures from the understanding of the word. Not just from the knowledge of your head, the knowledge of the word in your head. Hallelujah. Come on, praise the name of the Lord. You can't say you don't want to study the Bible. You can't say you have a problem coming to church. And I don't know, I, I was tired. And I, 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 I was talking to my People who go to churches that they still go. You have a place. The word of God is taught. You've got to be very mad to say that you will not give yourself to these things. Something is wrong with your medulla oblongata. Oh, that's not it. Whatever it is, inside your head, something is wrong. Hallelujah. Lift up your two hands and be upstanding. Just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Open your mouth and bless the name of the Lord. Let me hear your voices. Shabarado Sheparagada Baha Borekesetelebo Shababaya Monteleke Frabasate Colabra Babasate Montelegrado Shabaya Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your unfailing word. Thank you for your unfailing word. We give our heart to your word. We give our minds to your word. To be built by your word. To be raised by your word. Father, we are not in a hurry. We are not in a hurry. We submit to your will. 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 In the name of Jesus. 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 And we declare that our faith has works. We act on our convictions.
We act on your word. We act on your word in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.